to the podcast episode one fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. And it's your boy International Walk. It's your girl Tasha, co-hostess with the most. And we are back for another week of Act Two the Podcast, and this is episode one one five. Act Two the Podcast is where you can catch us. And I gotta look at this because I'll be forgetting. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Acre, Anchor, Breaker, Google Pod, Radio Public, Twitter, TikTok, and Spotify. Let's get to the show. Um, how you doing? How was your week? I am doing well. I had a good week. Um, yeah, I'm doing well mentally. Mentally, I am a nine. I feel really good. Um, not quite a 10, but I feel good, you know. Sure, nine is great. Yeah, nah, I, I'm just grateful, and, um, yeah, that's where I am, I'm a nine. Okay, what's up with finances? Finances are 10, never any complaints there, thank God. Okay. Um, blessed and highly favored, and I'm Speak grateful. Speak up a little bit, what's up with work? Uh, work is, work is working. It's an eight, you know. Okay, solid eight. I get yeah. it, I get it, I get it. What's your physicality like? Womp, womp, womp. You feel like shit? I don't feel like crap. I don't feel the best, you know. I'm having some old people issues. Um, so, I'm going to say I'm an eight, though, because things could be worse. So, I'm grateful that they aren't. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a good, strong eight. Nine, ten, eight, eight ain't a bad week. No, not at all. Not at all. I feel good. How yeah. are you? I am, uh, I would say I'm a nine mentally, too. I mm -hmm. feel great, sharp in the head. Um, yeah, and it's Wednesday, and it's like, damn, I feel good in, in the head. You know what I attribute that to? Like, I really enjoying being back to work. It's like a different type of grateful, although it's 3.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. like I'm, um, you know, and it's not like I'm doing a lot, so it seems like my brain's a lot more active. Yeah, because you're using work. it and you're not... And my physicality is down and my brain is a lot more... It know. makes me think about people who retire, right? And then, but it's like they got to keep busy because they don't want to you know, be stagnant because I think you, you start to age rapidly if you stay stagnant. So that's good. How are you financially? Uh, finances is a 10. Oh, wait, did you say how you were mentally? Yeah. Okay. So that was an eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, finances is a 10. I ain't got no complaints there. Okay. None at all. Um, work, I would say, is a nine. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go there with a nine. Uh, physicality, I feel like a nine. Um, I feel it. really good. I don't hurt today, even though I worked out yesterday. And he was walking um, like he climbed a horse well, or rode a, a horse. Different type of workout. Um, and I'm learning that. Like kettlebell workouts hurt the next day. Running, um, we ran around the track. I mean, walked around the track a few times and went up this big ass hill in our park. And um, that didn't hurt nearly as much as a kettlebell workout. Like, and a kettlebell workout was only 30 minutes, but it's like. It's 30 minutes of working out and a day of hurting. Because it's the squats and all of the um, engagement of your glutes Core and, and glutes legs and, and all that and kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That should be on fire the next day. Different world. Yeah. It's like those days I'll be wishing, I'll be like, I'm going to sneak in my wife's bathroom and get a bath. Like this shit is, it's I asked him, do you want me to draw you a bath? Some nice Epsom salt so you can soak. I, I I make the offer. Um, yeah. So that's how I'm doing. 
Wilds and woes, ups, downs, blacks and whites, stops and goes. Um, my wildest week has just been the the sunshine. You know, it ain't gonna last. Spring is here. Right. That's my wild. I love spring. I like spring. I love summer. That was Monday. I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think so. Just welcoming spring, welcoming sunshine, beautiful weather. So that was just you know really good to see it's kind of weird we haven't had any snow but we have had snow in march in prior years so it doesn't mean it ain't going to snow but well, i don't let's think not so say that we're already in the 60s and 70s uh it's gonna be 70 tomorrow with a lot of rain so i mean i'm just saying that march is weird march is weird but uh and i don't like the snow i'm just saying it's just we get into that point where like the seasons are really changing um the odds of march yeah my woe um, I've been having some problems with my hand and, um, you know, got a little bit of bad news, I guess. Not really bad news, just some confirmation of some things that I knew. So might have to, you know, do some medical stuff. And that's just like, oh man, you know, just got to take care of your body. Work can really affect you and your health is priority. So I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, but that's just like, womp, womp, womp. <clears throat> So, um, okay. That's, your wild and my wild is that um, I'm really trying to make this exercise thing a part of my um, life and days. I'm trying to really come home and be active and not like sit down and just be chilling, not unless I really need to. And I'm just excited about that. Um, that's my wild. My woe is that I feel my wife's pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she hurt, I hurt like literally, like it makes my skin like I get goosebumps when I think about like how much pain she's in if she's you know lying to me about her pain so it just makes me um a little bit upset that I know you hurt it's like I really like almost like a twin mm -hmm. like I can really feel her pain like because I know her mood changes and you know she can go from talkative to quiet and like, I know she hurting, or I can just look in her eyes and tell, like, she's in some type of pain because I know how she normally looks. And it just really bothers me to see, like, you in any type of pain. I, but, I think you had enough for your life, and I don't want you to be in pain no more. But I, won't, I don't lie to you. I do. I am honest if I am in pain. I'm not going to tell you that I'm not if I really am because I want you to know. Um... And you know how I feel about medication, so I feel like my pain tolerance is a little higher because I only take medication if I absolutely have to. Um, so, you know, I, but, but I will be completely honest. I'm not going to, you know, say, no, babe, I'm feeling fine if I'm not. I'll, I'll let you know. I don't okay. want you to worry about me. We, you know, I know you got my back. Okay, okay, okay. Um, to the show. Trump. Um, Trump has said last week, on Twitter, he was supposed to be arrested on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, so time has come. Trump has not been arrested for um, Stormy Daniels extortion plot for Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, all kinds of shit that he's done in the media and stuff that they said they wanted him for. And the day that they were supposed to have a hearing. Well, not the day, but he had called out for uh, people to take America back almost like a coup. Mm -hmm. The second coup, like the um, like the, the Capitol, Capitol Hill thing, January six was that two years ago? I think so. Or last year, no, two years it was ago. Two years ago. Um, so yeah, he called on his people to um, three. I think that was twenty twenty. Okay, he called on his people to take the the country back, 
2020 because it was election year. But 2021 because we vote in November yeah, yeah. and then yeah, right. so it was 2021. Um, but yeah, so. That didn't happen. He wasn't arrested. But the day that they was going to hear his case in Manhattan, they got all kinds of bomb threats. Mm, I'm not surprised, though. So like, you think that was kind of like normal? That a person like that going to court, they're going to get bomb threats? Like they should just ignore that? No, I don't think it's <clears throat> normal. Well, I don't think it's normal, but it's not surprising. I think the people, I think whoever called them bomb threats, it's probably the same people or come from that same group of people that stormed Capitol Hill. Like, it, so they probably Proud realized boys. they couldn't... Well, I don't think that was all Proud Boys. But no, I, I don't but, think it was all, but I'm just I'm just get, that, ganging them into that mentality. Yeah, I think it... People realize they can't do that kind of thing anymore. They ain't storming no courthouses because they see what happened and being identified and all of that on camera okay. um, from Capitol Hill. But I think they this is their way of trying to intervene on his behalf in some other way. So I ain't surprised. And I think him know, he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to be careful to in his exactly and letting people know so that they can do something. Whatever something is, he's not going to um incriminate himself by saying do this, do this, do that, but letting people know he knows that he has those people that are going to act on his behalf. And the courthouse said they had um they were prepared for protesters, I guess. Mm -hmm. And what do you call those groups um that like they protest for a living but do bad shit? Um, protests for... Uh, yeah, I forget what you call them groups, but they be like in mass. They're the people who put the bricks out there to break windows. Mm. I can't think of Revolutionary? No, it's a name, a know. specific name they have for them protesters, but I forgot the name. The of QAnon people? No. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making but it something up. to that effect, but not the QAnon people. But your thoughts just on Trump. You think he will get arrested? Um, and you think, do, do you think he should be arrested? So, I don't know. What, what exactly is he being tried for? A myriad of things. Mar-a-Lago raid, where he took work home. All the documents that he was supposed to leave at the White House, he took home. I mean, I feel like if... I, that shit's highly classified paperwork and illegal. Can't do that. Um, the step, Stormy Daniels ex extortion plot, which was probably five or six years ago, but that's still in the mix. I don't think he's going to be arrested because... I think Trump has dirt on people that are in politics because let's not forget he was a businessman prior to, you know, he was he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. We know like went down in that arena of life. I think he has dirt on people that are going to make sure that he's protected to some extent. Um, so that he doesn't release am I boring you again? No, babe. Go ahead. So it's that he doesn't <laughs> release you know, the stuff that he knows. Because I don't put it past him that he will. You know, he says anything but out of his mouth. when you say that, what do you think that looks like? Like, you can't be like, okay, you did some shit with some money before because he did. So the only thing you could have on somebody is you cheated on your wife or you fucking with children. Yeah, it could be it could be any of that. But like that's the only thing that's kind of so shocking all 
that people will be like, oh shit. Because if you come out and just say, oh, this politician fucked over a business deal, who cares? Like, we know they do people, that shit. But people care about, but people do care. And that's the thing. I mean, we might, but people, you know, those politicians that may have deals or, you know, they may be lobbyists for other huge companies that they profit off of, right. they may want to disassociate themselves. So now you cutting into their pockets or they may lose their position where, you know, people will call for them to resign. So I think they care because they just don't want the heat or if it does affect their family. So who knows what they have on him. But the thing with Trump is it's not like this is a surprise that you know, he's been dabbling in some illegality. Like, that's what his family has been about. So, them finding and digging up these things on him isn't the surprise. And I don't think that they're ever... They're just going through the whole rhetoric um, and the charade of this for the people to make it seem like he's not getting away with anything. But I think if they wanted to truly arrest Trump a long time ago... He would have been. And Arrested, I don't think that yeah. they're going to. The whole thing with the classified documents and all that, that is highly illegal. If it was anybody else, they would already. Look at the lengths that they went to with Hillary Clinton and the text messages. The and I don't even know all, all the ins and outs, but I know I remember hearing the stories. So, again, if if this was anybody else, they would have acted more swiftly. I think he has a lot over a lot of people's heads which kind of make them have to act like they are acting upon whatever, you know, criminal thing, cr criminal proceedings that they are supposed to take. But I don't think that, I don't think he's ever going to do any jail time. I kind of share, share your opinion and like, I don't think he'll ever do any type of jail time. Um, Trump's a huge businessman. And I don't, I did some research and you know the three criteria you have to have to be the president of the United States? You have to be a Christian. You have to be married. And I think you, it's an age thing. No, they okay. changed the, the criteria. Okay. Um, you have to be at least 35 years old. You have to be a natural born United States citizen. Okay. And you have to be, have to have resided in the United States for the last 14 years. Okay, That's so you it. don't have to be married? No, and you don't have to be a Christian. They took that stuff out. Okay. So you can't, the last president to um, be the president with a felony on his record was, I think, the guy before Kennedy. Mm. So he had a felony on his record and still was president. So you can be the president with a felony on your record. Hmm. I mean... That's I, not one of the criterias you have to meet. It doesn't state anything about your, your criminal history or law in the criteria to be president. Just think about how ironic that is. How many people can't get jobs with a felony on their record, yet you can be the president of the United States with a felony on your record? I didn't even think about that. Like imagine people, the fucking irony in that. Yeah. Like, people can't get, like, a right... Like, you, you a regular... You fucking Walmart if you got a felony on your record. And it could be a felony of something sideways. not involving any, like, crimes against people like it could be something that it could be, be check fraud you can't get a job it could be um something know, that you did when you were beating, 18 aggravated assault or something and it was an you're an adult it's a felony now you could be 40 and you can't get certain yeah, jobs you got in but a you can be the high school and beat the shit out somebody you could have an aggravated assault charge which is a felony and that's just a regular school fight like yeah. it can go down like that so the irony of life yeah um, but those are the criterias for uh, for being a president. I feel like I could run for president, and those are the criterias. 
Yeah, you're an American. You know how they like tell little kids to dream and you can be what you want to be? If that's the fucking criteria, like... I just had a thought. When it's time to vote for president, I'm going to write your name on the ballot. But the thing is, right, so the way the country's been running, the way that Joe Biden doesn't do anything, I don't think we've seen Kamala Harris twice since the president, mm -hmm. since she's been the vice president. 2024, um, Trump was a lot divisive, right? Said a lot of mean shit to make people, like, divisive and separate. But if it was Biden and Trump again... Would you vote for Trump? No. You would vote for Biden again? No, I probably wouldn't vote. Okay. I probably wouldn't but vote. But what if it's one sense. of those situations where not voting helps Trump? I mean, to be I think Trump is going to win anyway. Right. Like, And I don't want to be the person that says, oh, my one vote doesn't count. But, I mean, there were some benefit. Trump is a businessman. So right. there were some economic benefits to him. The country was running like smooth. I, I, Unemployment was down low, like, but everybody was divisive. I think I, every president that. always has wants to like hang their head. I think unemployment ebbs and flows anyway, but I will agree there were some economic bonuses. Now he did implement some laws, you know, that we see now with different taxes and tax Pardon deductions and stuff like that. President? Well, no, I mean tax laws that kind of hurt people a little bit. Yeah. Where like you, you know, but but help the rich. But I, and I'm just saying he pardoned more people than any president. That's that's something to say. All I'm saying was the country ran better with Trump in office, but the country was divisive. Yeah, but I don't. I think I don't know. Like if somebody asked me what the country's doing now, could you could you say? I think the country has always been divisive. I think it was just more prevalent and more... In your um, face. Yeah, more, people were more transparent about their divisiveness because he kind of put the battery in people's back. I don't think he necessarily changed it. I think he made people be more empowered to be Confident. who they were, even if it was like showing the ugly side of them because, I, I don't know, it's like people had this sense of protection um, so yeah, I, I think that's what it was, but I think there's always been divisiveness, especially when it comes to politics, race, like those sort of things. He just made, now it, there were different arenas that he stood out on where again, people probably already felt like that. But when you talk about like some misogyny, you know, some things that he may have said or, you know, racial stuff, like flat out racist stuff. Yeah, that well, I don't even think it was flat out with him. He just kind of like said things that um, where there was like some racial undertones. Calling world leaders out their names. But w with the racial undertones, it made other people feel empowered to say and do things. But but I mean, I don't think I don't think it added or took away from it just made it more prevalent. And then let's not to mention like George, the George Floyd murder happened during that time. So that exacerbated the divisiveness in the country mm -hmm. as well, COVID. along with all of the other um, murders of black men, COVID. So yeah. I think those things wrapped up. Vaccinated, non-vax and all that stuff. Yeah. So or the Asian population or. Yeah. So that that just added different elements of divisiveness. There was a time, though, where Asian people was getting beat up. Like, you remember that? I have I'm my saying own. that that's more prevalent because it's of social media. Like, no, that's no, the thing. Like, I'm not saying that. Like I think that. Maybe a year ago where Asian people was getting beat up. I think that was one of those distractions that the government employed 
to try i don't know what exactly was going on but it didn't quite work i don't believe that there were people that were just out here randomly doing things i think that was some sort of government plot that that black man beat that china woman up punched her 51 time he worked for the government yeah yeah I think say that... sorry babe to the people he was still dead wrong so, but he was a government worker that beat up an Asian lady. I think he was like a government asset or something. Like they were, I mean, just think about it. Or, or, or let me just say this. I don't think that was because that woman was Asian. I think in the midst of things that were going on with them trying to put this narrative out there that now people were attacking the Asian population, which they were, I think that story I think that I think that man had mental issues, and that could have happened to anybody. And what about the other Asian with. man that kicked the lady in the face when she on the curb? I think the government was behind it. Okay, um, I'm gonna just apologize for her for anybody out there who may be Asian who watched the show. Um, you know, I'm sorry. Just I apologize. I'm not saying that the things didn't happen. They happened, and they were horrible, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, happened. but what if people said that about slavery? Like, you know. Like just weird shit like that. Like the you should. Did have something to you do should with acknowledge it. people's pain and suffering, though, babe. You shouldn't say the government was the ones putting fucking assets in the streets to beat up Asian women, carrying shopping carts. You get punched fifty-one times by Jason Bourne. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, do you think Trump will be president in 2024? Um, if he runs, yes. I don't know. I think they may try to hold this. See, I think that's another thing, too. They know that if he runs, it's it's going to cause disruption in society. So they may try to do something to hold him up to prevent him from running. But if they can't and he runs, I think he will be. So I just don't will. know that he would be successful in running again. God willing, 2024 to 2028, what's that look like? If he's president? Yeah. Does it look the same? I think it may be worse than it was the first time he was president. Really? Because I think... You think worse than the Capitol storming and how they handled COVID? Well, the Capitol COVID. storming was one incident. I, I, and, I, and that was at the very end of his presidency. Yeah, but it just showed how he can just snap his fingers and get something like that done. Like, you can't minimize shit That was like, like that. a baby having a tantrum. I don't think he's going to want that to... Because you got to think about this. <laughs> He's not going to want that to happen during his presidency because then it's going to show that he doesn't have control. He I was doing he that. Gives a shit, babe. I think he's a narcissist who doesn't give a shit. But you can't minimize. Like I'm going to push back on that. You can't minimize them storming the Capitol was a fucking tantrum. No, I'm saying him. It was like him having a tantrum, saying, "Oh my God, they stole the president presidency from me. Do something, y'all help me." It, like he, he was on his way out, right? So really, he was doing that to say like, "Nan and nan," and that's why like my friends got you before I got out. But while he's president, I don't think he's gonna want them to act in that way because that's gonna be a reflection on him to say like he doesn't have control. I don't think so. I, I disagree with that. When the, the stuff in Ferguson happened and that lady got hit by a car, and and they was it, one side was known 
Nazis, and he said they it was proud people on both sides. Like that was in the thick of his presidency. Like so, he says shit that he knows he's completely racist about. So I don't think he care about shit like that. But what I'm saying, I don't think he's going to incite a riot himself. I think he would if he had to. I don't think he gives a shit. He'll he'll send a new. He calls world leaders out their names. He he called like that shit can start a war regardless of how funny it may look on TV. That shit can really start a world war. Like so, his behavior and his rhetoric is is it can't be taken lightly. Like, nah, I'm not gonna minimize it and say like I'm he, not minimizing. I'm just saying I don't think he's gonna do that because I think he's gonna want to show that he's a better president than Biden, that he has control of everything. He'll he'll be. The I think one, you're right to a point, but I think when the shit hit the fan, he don't give a fuck. That's what yeah, I Yeah, but think. like the situation that happened in Ferguson, he didn't cause that. I didn't he say just, he caused it. No, but it. what I'm saying is he just reacted poorly to it. So when you talk about the the Capitol Hill incident, I don't think that he's going to incite people to act in that way because then that's going to reflect poorly on him. But I do think that things will be worse in the sense of, Again, people will again feel empowered. People will again be say I think you'll see more of like the whole Karen phenomenon. Right. People will be and saying kids. things that they typically wouldn't say in public. I mean, because that kind of started and it was bad. And we kind of seen it fade away a little bit. But I think they're going to be like... I forget the name of the group, but at Ferguson, that group proudly showed up of Nazis and he told the police to stand down and let them protest because it's it's their right to. And one of the motherfuckers jumped in a car and hit a lady. And he said that nothing should be done. And just proud people on both sides. Like that kind of shit I saying... I Charlottesville. Well, well, I got yeah. the wrong place. Well, at Charlottesville, but you can't be the sitting president and say neo-Nazis are proud people, are good people. Like that, that puts a, there's a line in the sand that clearly says what side of the line that, that you're on. Yeah. But again, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think like, I think that that is who he is. Right. But, but I, and I, I agree with you that he will want to show everybody he's the best. That's his thing. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. But I think when the shit hits the fan, he don't give a fuck. He'll do some dumb shit like that. You call a guy like Kim Jong-un a, a little french fry and shit like that. Like, those dudes are highly unstable. Why, like, why are you talking to them like that? That's the, yeah, I, I, I think in 2024 he will be president. And I think from 20, 2024 to 2028 will be not as bad as it was the first time, but bad. I, I can't see it being worse, like, I, and not less than, like, it's like a, a race war in the streets or something like that. I, that's what I, that when I say it will be worse, that's I what think, you think? yeah, I, because again, I think people are going to be beside themselves and they're going to say stuff, and I think we, meaning as black people, it's going to be one of them, like, I wish a mother father would situations, and they will. Right. So I think, yeah, like, people, we kind of got a taste of it before. But now I think if people are reinvigorated to show that side of them, I think a race war will happen. Yeah, I can see it happen. I can see society breaking. Maybe not like a national societal thing, but in little pockets. In certain cities. Yeah, Yeah. I can foresee that. And I mean, I hope that. Definitely below the Mason-Dixon line. Like down south, that shit probably would go down because there's a lot of white people with guns and a lot of black people with guns. Yeah, we'll see. Like so, it probably would go down. Um, Takashi Six Nine was in LA Fitness in Florida and was jumped 
I seen somebody say this story is looking real uh Jesse Smollettish. Um, I heard that, but you know, motherfucker got gashes in his face. That's not, you know, like Halloween makeup. Like you really got got holes in your face. And I seen him kicked in the face on camera twice. So I mean, I'm not surprised. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody's in a in a gym locker room. He didn't have pants on and no shoes. And the people who jumped him didn't have shoes on. So I don't know how hard you can get kicked and stomped. With feet and socks, it's not like a Timberland boot going upside your head, but he was bloody. I'm not surprised, <coughs> and it probably is people who have nothing to do with his past or his real life. Just people, you know, from social media probably wanted to well, do on, something. Let me get, it was Latin Kings, supposedly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so allegedly it was Latin Kings, and you know, like a lot of those guys are Spanish, Latino, so, you know. Latin Kings. Well, there's some some brothers in Latin Kings. Okay. That's all I'm saying. A lot of those guys are Spanish. Okay. Um, you know, Latino. But surprise or not surprise? No. I mean, I'm... you think like this is his fault, like walking around without your security. You can't go in fucking LA fitness and think you're gonna work out because you want to and the world thinks you're a snitch. Yeah, I mean it's his it ain't Well, his... not thinks. They know you are. We actually they saw you do it. Yeah, because people he, he got comfortable and he it's one of them things when you think it can't go down and it go down. Like, what would they say when they tell you F around and find out? Fuck around and find out? Yeah, well, he found out. And I think it, it's been brewing. And to be honest, I'm not, no, so I'm not surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen again. I'm surprised that it took this long. Right. I'm surprised and I'm not, God knows I'm not wishing this on anybody, that he hasn't been killed just because people are out here um, and, and I I don't, it's not like this is the first time he's been outside. Even with security, like people, sometimes people feel like they got something to prove. Right. So yeah, I ain't surprised. I think they look at it just like a guy, a high profile, a high profile inmate in prison. Like everybody wants to tag him to get the respect, and he's sort of like that out on the street. Like everybody know what you did. Everybody know how you talk and act, and everybody would just love to get their hands on you to be like, I'm the one who fucked them up. Yeah. Just a sidebar real fast. You see how I just yawn with my mouth closed? You don't know how to do that? Yeah, it's it's like um sneezing. No, that I never do. I am never holding in my sneeze. But to me that's what it's like. So really? I'm just telling you how I feel. It hurt like it, and you keep saying no. No, no, like, I'm saying I would never hold my sneeze. Well, I'll hold that's my what it's yawning, like. but holding my yawn, trying to hold my yawn in, it's like it's like like a half a stretch. Like you're not getting a good stretch. It don't feel right. Okay. You never been in a meeting and you don't want to like show people. I just say excuse me and yawn. <laughs> like, it's like Jesus, am I boring you? No, you're not. I'm just tired. Um, it's got nothing to do with you. Um, I feel like I gotta preface this because every time we talk about women, you get defensive. So. We'll talk about uh, I this. am one, well, so watch what you say. It's like, I, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll talk about this. I don't mean this in a negative way at all. This is coming from somebody else's point of view, but I, I just couldn't wait to hear what you thought about it. So, And this is a general statement. This isn't for every woman, so you don't have to go and say this isn't everybody. Come on, bring it on. For the sake of conversation, would you please indulge and have an open mind and listen to what I'm saying? So Ayana Van Zant was on the Breakfast Club today, mm-hmm. and her one of her statements was, um, "Women have lost 
um, knowing how to be a woman said that there are all, all the women or most of the women out here are women are men in skirts um, don't know how to be present in their being or um, how to be a woman in your being um, most women want their boyfriend to be their girlfriend let's go eat let's get dressed let's go out but when the dude comes home from work he's just another dude to her um, what is the distance um, what is the what is the difference between masculine power and feminine power for a woman? Do you know what that is? Um, women do everything that men do as far as talk like them, act like them, move like them, compete like them. Um, if you ask, ask women two questions today, what is your divinity and what is your majesty? Most of them wouldn't know what that is. So her statement that was so random, like that was a lot, but go ahead. So she was just saying like women are losing how to be feminine. And she talked about her having aunts who kind of taught her how to be feminine. And she remember, and she come from that school of none of her aunts wore pants. And I'm not saying, you know, that to that extreme, but she just saying back when women were women, like they were, they were feminine. They didn't act like men. Um, they didn't want to be men. They they were whole in being there themselves. And now women in this day and age kind of don't. Like they act a lot, um, a lot more masculine. They compete with men. They talk like men. They do all the shit that men want to do. It's like women want to be men. Some, not all. But what do you have to say about that? I I'm, wish you would have saw the interview because then you would have a better idea of yeah you should have broke up those questions because that was a lot of, of the yeah. sincerity she meant and she wasn't like dogging women no I, I don't take it that way i think there's a lot of truth to what she said but then it so this is the thing it's weird because i feel like when it comes to attire she's completely wrong because women wanna women are more feminine i think today than they've ever been like almost to the point of being um uh what's the word i don't even want to say vulgar but like that i don't i don't think the dressing part is part of it risque risque but i do think that the mentality and i don't think that it's women want to be men i think it's something that that women do subconsciously without even realizing it because of their situation where they have to be authority figures a lot of times because a lot of women are single well, she, moms she brought that up too and she you know she said that they've been that, that women have been robbed of their their feminine qualities because they got to be yeah, what so, you just said, like single mom, you got to be tough. You got to raise these kids and you've been stripped away of that since slavery. But it's still, it's like a thing that's lost though. Like, so, yeah, but I don't, so yeah, I, I don't get dis a little defensive. No, I'm not getting <laughs> oh, okay. defensive at all. I don't think it's like women want to be men. I think it's one of those things that you do it for so long it's a hard habit to break. Women, and I'll see, I, I'll see, I mean, of course, they're just memes, but I, I, I'll see a lot of people post where it says, you know, women want to be able to let their guard down and be, and have that soft life. Right. Women want to be, like, 
like my good sis Jill Scott says, if you can tell me what to do, you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. That's Women want to be eight, want to have a man that can tell them what to do so that they can tell them what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. But I, so I have to step up and be that person without you. But it sounds like you're shifting, you're, you're, you're shifting, you're projecting the blame of what's going on in your gender to men. And I, I, I would acknowledge that there's something to, to, that we have something to do with that because men haven't been standing up, haven't been down dudes like they supposed to. Men fuck over women. So I, I know that's part of it, but it can't be the, the, the sole responsible thing for the way y'all act. Well, I don't think it's the sole thing, but I think it's the primary reason that not so much in what men do, but also almost more so in what they don't do. Their lack of presence. So women got to hold it down. They got to be strong. You got women out here that have to raise sons. And now there is some extent of it like... Babe, but when you do that and say men aren't present aren't present and they got to raise sons, you you go into a deeper conversation because there's a ploy behind men not being present and being in prison and taken out of the household. I'm not and saying it's the men's fault. Okay. I, regardless of what the reason is, they ain't there. Okay. I'm not saying they're just opting out. I mean, of course, we know some men are. Some men are in jail. Right. So, you know, so whatever the reason is, they aren't there. They may want to be as bad as they can. They may be there for... I have seen people talk about their children having fathers in prison who are more present in their children's life than the father that's walking the street. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, but again, that woman still has to Fill that move position. in a right. certain way. So I'm not blaming the man in all cases, but regardless of what factors have, have, um, what factors have contributed to the men not being present, a lot in a lot of cases they aren't. So I don't think it's necessarily that women want to be, they have had to be, and then it becomes a cycle and it's hard to break. Now there are some things that I blame women for and I'm gonna say like I if I hate when I hear women and it's more so like the younger generation, the twenties and like the t late teens to twenties, bro. Like talking to their spouse like that. or boyfriend, yeah, you know I've seen like bro or like talking clips of that where guys say I left a girl alone because she called me bro more than my homies. Like, I've yeah. seen shit And, like and I can be transparent in saying this. I don't think she'll mind. You know, my my youngest sister, she had a relationship, a long-term relationship where that was the dynamic they had. They was like, you know, they was boyfriend and girlfriend, but they was like homies. And then when they weren't together and then she was with somebody older, he nipped that in the bud from the beginning. Like, who are you talking to? But you just made the point of like when you have that kind of relationship and you homies, like you want to be homies, you want to be cool and not like a friendship like we have, but like, you know what I'm talking about on a different level where it's like, okay, now when a nigga come home from work and he don't feel like playing or getting dressed or or, or doing that, now he, you, you just look at him like another dude. But no, but what I'm saying is in that relationship, it was, it was accepted in a, in a newer relationship the man nipped it in the bud to let it be known, like, nah, I'm not yeah. feeling that. So I think it it's communication, and it's also women allowing themselves to be receptive. Because you can have one woman that says, don't tell me what to say, I can talk how I want. And then you have another woman that's receptive to it and, and is submissive, 
and will realize the man is not trying to tell you what to say or not to say, but it's not attractive to talk to him. He coming off the street with his homies or coming from work where he's working. You know, you work with God, your friends or whatever, men mm -hmm. at work. You don't want to come home like you're talking to a to one of them. We're friends, but I'm still a woman and mm -hmm. I love my womanhood and all of the essence of my femininity. And that's what you want. That's what you married. That's what you right. want to be with. If you wanted, to, I mean, not, this is no, nothing about homosexuality, but if you wanted to be, what's up, bro? Like, you would, or you would have a roommate in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's the thing. Wanting to be friends with your spouse, I think that should be. And but I, not to the, not to the degree where she's saying like, you want your spouse to be your girlfriend. That's a different thing. Friend is cool. We're friends, but you don't want me to be your girlfriend is what I'm saying. There's a certain way you deal with me on our friendship level, then you deal with your best friend on on that friendship level. There's a different conversation, a different way you talk. So although we're friends and very, very close friends, best friends, you still deal with your best girlfriend a different way. Yes, but yes. If, if, if you dealt with me that way, then when it's time for me to be who I am, you you're not go you're gonna be like, damn, like why are you not cool? But, but why are like, you taking this like that? I guess it's boundaries that you set because like um so somebody that I graduated um school with, she's a doctor now, and her and her husband, they're friends like we are. And she'll like she's one of those women who like, you know, when I'm going out, my friends know I'm bringing my man. Like we hang out together too. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you and I go out all the time. We don't necessarily like if I if it's a girl's day. I'm not bringing you, but if it's a situation where there's an option, like, hey, we bring in dates, I'm I'm going to vote Mo in most cases. Like, yeah, I want to bring a date because I love hanging out with you. Mm -hmm. So it, it it's a, I'm not going to even say it's a fine line. There's a line because your man is not your girlfriend. Now, I was telling you something the other day. And Just I was like, like you ain't my homie. I wouldn't talk to you like I talked to Danny or Eddie. Like, that's yeah, like I, the other day I was saying to you, like, I got some tea for you. Like, right. like, I need you to be my girlfriend right now so I can <laughs> tell you this. But, I mean, that was just, like, so we talk, but you're right. Me and Toya, our conversations and our, you know, our, our relationship is different than ours because you're the my man. is different the way y'all, yeah, like, all that's different. So, I there is some truth to what she's saying, but I think the piece that she is missing is that in her saying, like, or it sounds like, like that's what women want to be. What you, if you knew better, you I think do she was better. talking about the younger crowd because she she mentioned, and I know this goes for for men and women and just about everybody. But she was like, women. When I grew up, I had older women to instill in me. This is what you need in your twenties, so that you don't have to fuck with this in your thirties. There's some things that you she said you have to accept, acknowledge, and let go of in your 20s so you can make it to your 30s. So you get when you get to your 30s, you're not having those same issues that you're supposed to dealt with in your 20s. Now they're coming up in your 30s. And it's something that you're supposed to receive in your 30s as a woman that preps you for your 40s. And if you don't receive and let go and do all this stuff, then you don't properly... Um, in her eyes, grow like um, a woman is, is is deemed in her eyes supposed to. Um, so that's kind of like what she was saying. And she was very sincere in protecting women, but she just was like, my opinion, my observation, this is what I'm seeing out here. I mean, and one of the things too, and you, I mean, this is a different conversation, um, but uh, one of the problems that I have with this society is that there's a lack of guidance and leadership 
and, and I, I mainly think about this when I think about religious guidance, right? Mm -hmm. I know we talked about this before. Um, you know, if you believe in something and you think it's the right way to go and you think it's the right thing to do, the thought is that you would instill that in your children. And once they're older, if they want to make a different decision, then that's fine. But I think if something happened in the world where parents, and I'm not judging any parents because I ain't birthed no kids, but parents, whether it's religion or like you're speaking of, it's kind of like they're letting kids find their way, mm -hmm. which to a certain extent, yeah, I think, you know, that you want to let allow kids to explore the world and find, but there is some direction and foundation that needs to be set right. to put them on the right path, to keep them grounded. You spoke like, you know, you give kids roots and wings, you root them, found, you know, give them a foundation and then wings to fly away and kind of make, but they have that foundation. Now, if they choose to dig up that tree and plant it somewhere else, then fine. But I think, so part of what you're saying is it kind of ties into that where, so, and I don't know what, why it happened, but something happened where people stop guiding their children. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's like, I don't want to tell them what to do. Or maybe it was like, I'm trying to figure it out for myself. I think but... it was more of t technology. People stop, stop watching and guiding their children because of social media and technology. iPads, iPhones. Kids get sat down in front of screens. So you're saying we, the parents got distracted? Yeah. We, and it, it was like a tool that they can use to not engage as much. I mean, let's that's, that's not get it mm -hmm. twisted. Raising kids is hard. Especially if you're a single mom and you got multiple children. So, okay, a tablet comes out, an iPhone comes out, and it takes the attention of these kids. And it's like, okay, I can sit the kid here with some cartoons and they can do this for four hours. And it kind of relieves me of engaging the way that my mom may have did. Where it was like, not my mom, but that person's mom yeah. is what I'm saying. So that, I think, is the problem with the, the disengagement of how how people raise their kids is because something came in and started to raise them raise them for you right yeah i mean it, it's one of it's like over the last few generations we've seen it more and more i mean well like i'll just be transparent our kids when it's time to eat and i tell them let's say grace they know what grace is mm -hmm. but it ain't something that's done in their house every night so they kind of look at me like what like yeah this is what we do and not good, bad, indifferent, whatever, no judgment. But it's one of those things where I felt like generationally it's getting younger. Before it was a thing where like 20-year-olds were left to find find out life for themselves. Okay, fine, you in your 20s. Then it was like, all right, now you got teenagers out here trying to find life for themselves. Yeah. Now you have the younger generation yeah. trying to find life out for themselves. And it's like, oh, like what? And maybe it's because... Like you said, now the parents are allowing social media, technology, gadgets and gadgets and stuff to watch their kids and they're trying to find it out for themselves. So yeah. they don't have nothing to give to the kids. I don't know. But part of that older, like your aunt's telling you, that, I'll never forget. Um, I remember when I was in church when I was younger and I was an usher. And, you know, the ushers who would wear, y'all, if y'all went to church, y'all know when you was a junior usher, you would wear whatever the color um, dress code was. So white top, black bottom, or white top, blue bottom, or white top, red bottom. Mm -hmm. But then when you got to be a little older, then you got to wear the full white thing that the ushers wore. And you like, you know, you felt a little bit grown. 
And I remember this older lady, one of the girls who we were the same age, her grandma pulled me to the side and was like, women should always wear a girdle so that when you walking, everything ain't moving under there. And I thought to myself, who do she think she is? Like, like it's my body. Like, if it move, it move. And it wasn't until I got older, I realized, like, you in church, men, it may have been her delivery, but I understand and receive it now because you in church, you know, your booty jiggling, people looking and watching. So that was where she was coming from. But even at my age, it was like, like, who she thinks she's talking it's to? It's crazy that you say that because on that interview, I, I, I Yana said, I'm talking about women and aunties who taught you how to wear girdles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. you say that. And she was like, my aunties and them sat around, talk shit, played cards, drink their liquor, but they was women. Like, they were true, true women. I bet you, if you ask, I'm going to say any 15, 16-year-old today, 15, 16-year-old girls, what's a slip? Yeah. They're not going to know what a slip is. No. We grew up, you wore a skirt, you wore a slip. You had a whole slip that was like a one-piece. You had a half slip that just started at your waist. Some were long, some were short. If you had a skirt that had a split in it, then you would have a slip that had a split in it. But you always wore a slip with a skirt. I don't even know if they sell slips anymore, but I would guarantee that people probably under sure 25... Stores probably have no idea what a slip is. Because Macy's and JCPenney always got an old people section, mm -hmm. so they always going to have slips. Made in form. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, it was a really so good I'm interview. Not offended. People should check it out and look at it, but it was like real insightful and it's, it made, I couldn't wait to like ask you what you thought about it. But I know most of the time when we talk about women, you think let me, let well, me I gotta protect my him. girls. I gotta protect um, my but, girls. And I know the way that these questions, you probably never heard them worded this way, but I think you know this. So give the the answer a a, a chance. But what's your divinity? Um, I like my spirituality, my divinity, meaning I the God that I believe in. What's your divinity? Whatever you answer it as, I'm just gonna say. I'm a Christian. Is, I'm a Christian. I believe. Like, that's my belief. So, when I think of divinity, I think of divine. Yeah, I think of my religion. Okay, what she meant by when you ask a woman what's your divinity, that means who does your spirit tell you who you are? Like, what's, what's your, what what does your, if you listen to your spirit, who does that tell you who you are? What makes you Tasha? That's what she meant by what's your divinity. What's your majesty? Again, I don't know what she... I would think about that in, in more of a spiritual way. So, I don't know what so she So, her means. majesty was like just your roots. Like, uh, your majesty is like, what's your place in the monarchy? Like, you're a queen. So, your majesty is that you're a queen. And do, when you ask women that, most women don't know that. And I'm, I'm not saying they should because the way that they're that it's worded, you just ask somebody, what's your majesty? Like, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But... You do know those things, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? I that's why well, I said the whole the divinity, like I mean, that is, you know, who your spirit tell you that you are, what makes you Natasha. I wouldn't correlate those two, but I get what she's saying, Majesty. Yeah, because your spirit, she was saying, is who God made you. Like this is the person that got nothing to do with core, or right? None of that stuff is your spirit. Like what is your insides and all that stuff? What are you made up as? And I think that you are in touch with that, in tune with that. It's just having it worded like yeah. that is. I, I would have had to ask more probing questions to clarify exactly what it is that she was asking. Right. But that's that's what she meant. 
Um, again, y'all should check it out. It's on The Breakfast Club, Ayana Van Zandt. It was a good interview. Um, check it out. What? I'm saying that's your camera. Oh. <laughs> um, what have you learned? Oh, man. You suck. Oh, I came okay. To the no. Table this week. I said I ain't, I ain't coming dumb this no, week. No, I tell you I what I learned. Right? This week, I learned about nerve conduct conductivity. Oh Jesus, she cheating. How am I cheating? Cause you are gonna go with like my doctor's appointment? Yeah. Okay, that's cheating. But go ahead and finish. I learned about nerve conductivity. I learned about um, you know uh, how how your nerves impact your movement in your body um when you get I, I learned that they use milliamps to shock you um yeah i'm cheating a little bit but that was all i learned i was about to say yeah. she said um more than she yeah story. yeah sorry i had a busy week what did you learn i learned you know our president ulysses s grant mm -hmm. back in the do you or do you not? Yeah, I know. Have his you name. heard of Ulysses? S. Yes. Oh, she don't know dick about presidents. I've heard of him. Yes, I do. Okay. He's on the money. He's on a fifty. Yes. Ah. Okay. Guess what? <coughs> <coughs> he was black. He never had an S in his name. He has no middle name. That was a typo, and it just stuck. Cause Ulysses, and they gave him another S. S. Ah. He never had a middle name. And he didn't damn sure it wasn't S because it was nothing. And they did was a typo and it just stuck. For all these fucking years, they never changed it. He's Ulysses S. Grant and he not Ulysses S. Grant. Wow. That's funny. I have a friend who has a middle initial. Like on her birth certificate, I'm not going to say her name because that's her business. Um, but her middle name was supposed to be Gertrude. And I guess when her mom was filling out the, well, I guess told the people who were supposed to fill it out, they put her first name, they put the middle initial G and put her last name, but they never wrote it out. So she know it was supposed to be Gertrude, but her name That's is G. just her first name, G, last name. Yeah. Yeah. Like no real. It's like an entertainer's name, like a stage name. Yeah. Like and if you knew her first right. name, you really would be like, oh yeah, that's like a Gertrude. stage name. Like, yeah, so that's that's funny, though, um, that he became the president with that. Yeah, and didn't have a middle name, and damn, it, like, S was a typo. Like, you would think you're the president, you'd be like, change you that You would have corrected shit. it, yeah. yeah. Um, my second thing I learned, what is the most versatile word in the English language? The most versatile word in the English language. I'll give you a hint, it's short. Four? Nope. Um, so? Two more chances, nope. One more chance. It's short. Um, two letters, three, three letters, but no, that's it. The, the most versatile word in the English language is run. It has 645 definitions. Oh, wow. I can think of now, a couple. On. I don't think you understand. 645 different ways you no, can use No, I'm thinking in my mind, you like run, run. You can run for president. You can um a a, a a film can run um like there's a myriad of things you can you can get in. a run in your stockings yes yep. a run when you're singing yep. yes yeah, so you can go on a run you can run a report yeah 645 meanings yeah that's that is crazy it is run three grams um so back in the day right mm. 
will run up to a girl, hey, shorty, how you doing? Damn, you look good. Can I get your number? And, you know, you got a piece of paper or something like that. Now, I wasn't getting numbers when phones was being exchanged. You know how you get somebody your phone and you, they put their number in? Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting a phone. I was with my wife for 21 years. So that wasn't a part of my getting girls, like, giving them my phone. Mm -hmm. So saw this clip on Instagram where a girl saw a guy she liked. They was talking. She gave him her phone to put his number in. He immediately went to her cash app, sent himself $1,000, and gave her phone back. Walked away. She gets an alert that she sent this person $1,000 and just got beat. Like, everything is a lick now. Even hitting on girls is a lick now. It's like, so I don't ugly. even really want to, you know, like, hey, fuck you. Like, I just want to steal from you. That's so <laughs> ugly. Let me tell you what, let me tell you, y'all might not know this, right? You can put a code on your cash app. And I have this, and I mean. They don't sponsor us, babe. No. <laughs> I'm, giving I'm people the, the lowdown on the cash app. I'm protecting the people. No, go ahead. So if you go to transfer $40 to somebody, you have to put in your code before you approve the transfer. This way, in that situation, if he would have tried to do that, he wouldn't have known her code and he couldn't have completed the transaction. Mm -hmm. So I implore all of you, if you're ever in a situation or you think that they, that could happen to somebody, that's so sad that that's you know, men, that's that a man would shit. do that. I've seen this up. That's well, the shit that sets us back with women when they say we ain't shit. Because that's some ain't shit, sh yeah. like nigga shit there. Like, not only that, it makes me think, like, how did you know she had a thousand dollars? I mean, and like, I think you, you just give it, you give it a shot, and if it goes through, it goes through. And I think you're like, the, you wake up in the morning with a unbelievable urge to scam, like that's your thing. I was and like, you yeah, see you a probably girl, always do it. You 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 a man? You supposed to like, okay, damn, like I like her, she hot. Your first thing is like, damn, I. She probably got money. Let me get her phone and act like I want to talk to her and send myself a thousand dollars. That is the foulest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's low down. It's crazy because I seen this video where this it was two couples at a table, right? And they sitting there talking, busting it up. So if I'm the guy sitting here, it's a girl next to me. It's another girl and a guy. The girl, her her wallet is like on the table and they sitting there talking she is engaged in a conversation and he like this I'm gonna just act like this is the wallet right talking and she's so engaged eventually he does like this and you can see him like and she's still talking going on in conversation and I guess he slipped whatever money or card He, I think it was a card Still talking, talking, everybody talking, chit-chatting it up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. He put it back. So I think what happened was the girl realized her card was missing. The restaurant had it on security camera. Mm -hmm. So she texted him like, I knew you had my card. He like, what you talking about? They, I, it's on camera. He like, what you talking about? Call me. Like a man, you yeah. sat there and stole out this lady's wallet. That's some, that's like, some hardcore shit right there. I, that's I have no respect for you. Do some at shit like all. that. I hate to see women in distress, and that is some fucked up. And I seen another video of these four or five girls lost ten thousand dollars on bottle caps. What is that? Like just that putting like a little bottle. Yeah, thing? exactly. Putting a piece of paper under under three bottle caps and moving them, and they was like in. 
on an island somewhere and this dude was doing bottle caps and they had like wads of money like this betting these girls putting it together and at the end the girl was crying like i just lost ten thousand dollars on fucking bottle caps sis like and it was one of them foreign dudes who got the cardboard he out he wrapped that money up he's gone sis who's your that's the and situation she was taking money from girlfriends that, and they was like we know where the fuck is at we betting on that one right there give me your money give me your money i'm talking about wads of hundreds and he took all that shit, like, what you betting? And they was like, all of it. It's the second one. Nothing. That's one of them situations where it's like, who's your old heads? Yeah, Nobody's schooled y'all to this? Like, that shit ain't a game. It's a scam. It's not nothing you ever going to win. I remember that's three card set up, up shop in the back of the bus. Yeah, that's three card Monty. That's crazy. Um, second grand. Second grand. I'm a singer. Me and you together. Um, I say, baby, can you say my name on this song? And you be like, Walter. And we break up. And then I just put like that on a song that I make. And it goes fucking bananas. And like, it's everywhere. And I'm getting paid off this song. And in it, on a hook, it just says, Walter, on a part. And it's your voice. You sue me? Um, We're not together anymore? I think... No bad blood or nothing, but just your voice is on my song and I'm getting enormously rich off of it. I think it would... You would look out for me. Um, I probably wouldn't sue you if you didn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't sue you if you didn't, but I mean, in the beginning, I felt like I, I like I need some credits on that so I can make money. Not even thinking like we're going to break up and not be together. But what together. if we was together and it was just like, babe, we're in a studio. Like, babe, can, can, can you just do this for me real quick? Record you, record you saying my name. Like, you didn't think to say, I want credits or I want publishing. Like, you just was doing something for me in the studio. I learned from Beyonce, everybody got to get publishing. Um, <laughs> Bad Bunny ex-girlfriend he put she sang his name on a song he put it on a hook and it's like the biggest Spanish song in the world and oh wow she's suing him for 40 million dollars it's one of the things you think like if maybe if you had been proactive and thinking about just looking out for her from the beginning could you have avoided that maybe and you would think you would have a team that would be like this is what you're going to use? Like, you sure? You're like, you know this is Rhonda. Like, you sure she ain't going to come looking for no right. royalties? Right. And you just like, fuck it. Yeah, just use it. That's crazy. Last gram. Larsa Pippen. Um, says she has sex with Scottie Pippen during their time four times a night. Now, listen to this. This is I'm tired of this shit. Mm. Like, niggas ain't fucking four. Like, four times a night, and you play 82 games, and you play basketball. Sometimes you and play she five nights out of seven. And she all games with Yeah, them. like, you you got you can't be fucking four times a night. Like, that's cat. That's just plain old cat. Like, you're not, you're not doing that. She said every night for five years. I thought she said every night during their whole relationship. Or a whole relationship? I thought she said five years. The whole That's even worse. Yeah, I thought she said during their whole yeah, relationship. You're not, you're not, and I don't even know a woman that would want to be be pounced on four times a night for 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 however long they was married. Like that is like I think it was twenty three years. Twenty three years. That's just ridiculous. Like every night, and that's what somebody uh, had asked her. Like, well, what didn't he go away for games? And she was like, Yeah, we flew on a private jet. I went with her. We were never apart. 
That's what she said. She was like, she even with away games, she was there. Four times a night, I got to play basketball tomorrow. I got to play five but, games in seven nights. I got to play four games in five nights. And I'm fucking four times in one night. But my question, and I every didn't see night? the interview, I only seen a clip. Was that because he wanted it or she wanted it? Don't it don't even matter. It's no, it does matter if, like... Did he have a sex addiction and she just had to succumb, or did she, he she have a sex addiction and he had to succumb? Like, who got the problem here? I don't know, but it's definitely a problem, and I think it's all cat for how cootie cat got to be beat down of twenty three years being pounced on four times every night, seven days a week. Yeah, like what animals don't fuck like that? <laughs> like you gotta be kidding me? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> That's a wrap. Let's do a wrap. Um, Act 2 the Podcast, episode 115, coming to a close. Catch us on act2thepodcast.com, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, Spotify, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify. She an A2TP, Joan. Yeah. If you fuck with us, you fuck with us. No. Oh, it's your boy, International Walk. It's your girl Tasha, co is with the most. And if you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace. Yeah.